0: You're listening to Fake Believe, the podcast that gets some things right about conspiracies, cults, and cryptids. Hi, welcome to Fake Believe. I'm Stacy, and I'm starting a cult. And I'm Rachel, and I've never seen a dead bird out in the wild. Have you? No, I've got some things to say about that. I bet actually. you do. <laughs> I guess we should focus on the task at hand first, which is <laughs> not which is. I'm, I'm sorry. No, actually, today we're going to talk about a secret society. Yes, I love secret societies. Yeah, uh, I've never been invited to a secret society, uh, but I'm sure I'd love it. That's what somebody who's in a secret society would say, Stacey. No, that's what somebody who's trying to get into a secret society would say, Rachel. I guess it's an overlap in the Venn diagram. Somebody let me into your secret society. I swear I won't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> if you are the member of a secret society and you are taking applications, please contact us. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like like I'm I'm rushing of sorority. I can't wait. Well, we are in fact talking about that secret society known as the Freemasons. The Freemasons! <laughs> You should probably stop screaming into the microphones because we're not going to get invited to any secret society. They need to know. I'm very upfront. <laughs> I'm very upfront. I'm shrill. <laughs> I'm shrill and I don't do math. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're definitely going to have an issue with the Freemasons with us not being the greatest in math. Are they not shrill? Well, I, I mean, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> Just you wait. We've got some things to say. We'll decide whether yeah. or not they're shrill at the end of it, if they actually will reach out to us. Let's get into it, shall we? We shall. For centuries, the Freemasons have been considered a fraternity shrouded in ritual and secrecy, yet harmless. However, some have questioned the morals and motivations of the Masons. Is it as innocuous as it sounds? Or are there some more devilish motives hidden behind this secret society the organization is indeed mysterious by design but the reasoning for that has changed over the years with notable freemasons including george washington benjamin franklin beethoven henry ford mark twain oscar wilde harry houdini and buzz Aldrin, (gasps) how can you not speculate about the organization's intentions they've been on the moon rachel they probably (laughs) still are like, Buzz Aldrin is probably looking down at us from heaven or the moon. Is, he, is, is Buzz Aldrin dead? Is Buzz Aldrin dead? Is he dead? Is Buzz Aldrin alive? Buzz, <laughs> Buzz <laughs> let us know <laughs> some way or another. Either either email us at fakebeliefpodcast at gmail.com At gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> or come visit me in a dream. Oh, I got a Ouija board blanket. Or come visit... Stacey in, in her dream through the Ouija board blanket. <laughs> Side note, one time I did yoga on it and then after that was the first time I had sleep paralysis. No! Really mm-hmm. Should I tell you? Should I tell you about it now? Yeah. Is this a good time to bring it up? Okay. Uh, it's kind of hard because this is an audible <laughs> medium, but I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, I feel like somebody's staring at me and I looked at, um, it was like my, uh, bathroom door, uh, is, is right where, like in front of that is where I, I did the yoga on the, on mm-hmm. the blanket. Um, and that's where the figure was standing. It was wearing like a yellow shirt. It was like squatting. He had his hands up at like a ninety degree <laughs> angle and was just like staring straight ahead. Not at me, but it was just staring straight ahead. And I just kind of looked at it. And then I was like, I hope it doesn't know that I'm awake. And then I'm like, let me close my eyes. And I closed my eyes. And then I opened them back up again. And again, sleep paralysis, you can't really move. I opened them back up again and he was like standing a little, a little higher that time. And like, kind of like looking a little bit closer to me. And I was like, I'm going to go to sleep now. Why do you think you spelled out when you were doing yoga that brought that summoned him? I don't know. I didn't mean to. It was folded. I only had half the alphabet, if that. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. I know. Like, whenever I, like, describe it and actually show people what it was doing, everyone screams. Like, they're just like, ah, ah. No, Yeah, I had goosebumps. It was. <laughs> like, it, oh, it was not fun. And I was just like, I, I told my boyfriend, I was like, so, <laughs> you know how much you hate the Ouija blanket? I think you have a good reason <sighs> for that. You gave, you opened the door for and I told you so. Yes, I'm. I'm okay with being the bigger person. Also, oh. because I will just stick my uh, sleep paralysis demon on him. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> good point. Ah, don't do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <sighs> I mean, uh, let's let's pivot back to Freemasons. Uh, I mean, Buzz Aldrin, you can still contact me via Ouija board as long as you are not connected to any uh, demons or anything like that. We're good. But you are a Freemason, and I do have to out you on that. So I apologize. Oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> oh no, we're going to be in so much trouble for this entire podcast for spilling all the secrets. <laughs> That's true. And then some that we made up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so um, let's go into a bit of history on the Freemasons, shall we? Yes. Freemasonry started in 1717 in London to help educate and foster the growth of gilded stonemasons, and and those are uh, people that uh, they're basically like architects, construction workers from back in the day. Masonry, a lot of times, was uh, like bricklaying, mm-hmm. so stonemasons, stone, stone laying, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and gilded means they were like kind of accredited. Yes, they were a group, and uh, everybody knew that they were like they were like certified. Mm -hmm. through the trade yeah you're great in order to keep the trade workers skilled and in high demand everything was secretive you don't want to let all your plans out too early (laughs) essentially they had a fraternity of men who held the secret to masonry and they would do anything to keep their secrets safe as time went on the element of masonry became less imperative to membership meaning you no longer had to be part of the trade There were, however, still some stipulations that seemed to change as time went on. At first, only white non-denominational Masons were allowed to join, of course. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Uh, Eventually, the Freemasons split into continental and Anglo-American Freemasonry. Each group had different ideas as to how Freemasons should behave and conduct business. Because of this... The brotherhood began to start redefining their own rules, including allowing women, <gasps> Jewish people, and people of color into the order. So it it does still vary lodge by lodge. And real quick, the lodge is basically like their temple or their place of worship, mm-hmm. um, in, in a sense um but it, the everything is so secretive you don't know what's happening so that's why sometimes certain things are okay and some lodges disagree so um you don't typically find women in freemasons mm-hmm. but there are certain ones that allow it whether or not they really like the the freemasons as a whole really uh, acknowledge them is one thing I, I i'm under the impression that as a whole they really don't, I think it was you're illegitimate if you're a woman freemason. Yeah, back to the history because I really I really do want to point out real real quick mm-hmm. that freemasons may or may not have caused the Mexican Revolution in 1910. <laughs> Oh, yeah, just real quick. (laughs) Just like yeah, just like throwing that out there real quick. It's a long complicated story, but apparently there was a power struggle between the Freemasonic settlers and the Mexican president. Some stories say that it was like the difference was religious with the Mexican president being a spiritualist and the leader of the Freemasons being part of the occult. (gasps) Oh my gosh. The occult Freemasons, your Ouija blanket was the was your your sleep. Paralysis demon wearing an apron. Well, I don't know. I just remember seeing the yellow. I don't think that's part of it, though. But maybe he just didn't wear his apron because he didn't want me to know that he was a Freemason. <laughs> mm, mm, okay. So a uh, Mexican revolution perhaps caused by the Freemasons – due to occultism versus catholicism (laughs) religion and then again so in order to be considered a freemason you must believe in a higher power uh which we will get into a little bit later okay so that's why despite the european roots freemasonry includes mentions of egyptian symbolism some consider ancient egypt to be the origin of freemasonry but that remains up for debate it's difficult to pinpoint the exact derivation of the Freemasons, but the Egyptian symbolism cannot be ignored in the group's growth. I could ignore it. Okay, fine. fine <laughs> Just ignore it. With all of the changes that the organization has faced over the years, the two things that all Freemasons can agree upon is secrecy and ritual. However, they may vary on the latter. No one outside of the Lodge is allowed to know what a Master Mason has said in their meeting, which seems suspicious to outsiders like us. What the hell are you talking about? Tell us why oh, won't I can't you? Do? I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, are your minutes not posted on your website? <laughs> like how secret do you have to be about how you lay bricks? One goes on top yeah. of the other. What, you're going to start from the top and go down instead of start from the bottom and go up? Yeah, that doesn't make sense, Mason. <laughs> Get your heads out of your asses. What were you hit with a brick? Oh my God! What if the cooling man <laughs> was a Freemason? <laughs> no, he's anti-Freemason. An excommunicated Freemason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> ah, I can't even m- ah. make mimic the Kool-Aid man. The impressions are horrible. <laughs> it's okay. I'll keep up for you. <laughs> Thank you. That was... Don't get, me, don't get me started on my Alex. No, phone. please. You leave your Alex Jones impression in your pocket. I hate that one. <laughs> I will. He don't you worry. Like Kool-Aid man. Oh, you am going to say, like, me. I was like, no, I am no longer your niece. We are. <laughs> I, uh, this thing is dead. <laughs> they both just have, like, reddish undertones. That's fair. That's really fair. Mm-hmm. I have to say. Some Masons are expected to dress a certain way and act a certain way during their meetings. Uh huh. Which means they can't be busting down <laughs> rook walls. <laughs> Eventually, each Mason hopes to, to make their way from the first, second, and finally, third degree. A side note, uh-huh. the phrase giving someone the third degree, meaning to intensely question a person, uh-huh. comes from the Freemason's rank of the third degree because it is kept in such secrecy. Okay, when you first heard about getting the third degree, what did you think it was? Or did you not even? I didn't really think about it that much. I was mostly just kind of like, oh, okay, like the third degree, like maybe <laughs> it has... Something to do with, like, it's the third time we've talked about this. <laughs> it's a term. So I always thought it had to do with, like, burns, like, third-degree burns. Like, <laughs> oh. we're going to ask you this, these questions so hard that it's going to burn you. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you are burnt. <laughs> no, it comes from the Freemasons. Mm. So it's like, you know, because you know you'd be really grilling somebody like grilling oh no what have i done <laughs> i'm confusing everyone every more even more no it's because you're like really trying to get the answers of somebody and they will not say anything like i mean people have apparently died trying to keep secrets like this for the like for the freemasons oh uh, yeah okay I'm, I was trying oh, to think if there are any secrets <laughs> I would die for. And I would have to say I currently am not keeping any secrets that I would be willing to die for. Right. I know. I know neither am I. And I I share everything. Oh, no. I'm never going to let you in now. Why did you say that? Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> so graduation-like ceremonies are held as members move up the ranks. And then Shriners, who are a subset of Freemasons, and the people behind the Shriners Hospital, which raises money to assist people in need. I don't know if you've ever um, been to any good parades recently. Mm. I um, I frequently go to parades. It's kind of like my Tuesday evening thing. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, fun fact, I um, I live in St. Louis, the Soulard area. That's a funny word, the- Soulard. that's right yeah it means drunkard in french i did say uh, soulard it's really what it's called there's tons of bars everywhere and part of the reason why it's called drunkard is because uh mardi gras is huge here like Mm -hmm. it's uh we're definitely not new orleans but like we're on lists of like biggest mardi gras parties outside of new orleans so there's like parades right outside (laughs) like throughout mardi gras it's great there's so many things happening and there are these people in these tiny cars uh-huh. and they wear kind of like funny looking hats and they drive around at, at these parades and like weave around each other and they're like having a great time and they're the Shriners. And it's like, it's it's so funny. Like, I mean, they're very open about being Freemasons and Shriners and things like that. So they are hospital workers or Shrine. No. Okay. So um here's the thing with Shriners. They are charitable. And um, mm-hmm. so they raise money to help fund the hospital. So all Shriners are Freemasons. Not all Freemasons are Shriners. And um, that means that the people that they employ at the hospitals don't necessarily have to be Freemasons. And neither do the patients. Because, again, we run into the problem of women. <laughs> you know, they're always a problem. That's true. <laughs> you know. That's what goes on there. It's, you know, it's a good part of Freemasons, but it seems relatively harmless. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what a secret organization plotting against the world would want you to do. That is true. It's a a facade. It is. It must be. Freemasons are a massive global network of people that always somehow seem to be successful. Almost as if they're all looking out for each other. Sure, some may parade around and act like they are a bunch of nice people who like formality and start charities, but we all know the truth. The truth Truth is that they're weird. Oh yeah. They keep secrets and I don't like it. We're going to find them out. We're going to find them out. You know what? I'm going to out them right now. I'm going to start talking to you about their symbols. Awesome. Tell me their symbols so we can recognize them. Yeah. And piece them together and draw conclusions <laughs> that make total sense. Total sense. Follow the breadcrumbs. Don't be dumb. I won't be a sheeple. A, shir- a sherson. A, sh- a sheepson. A she. Sh- sh- <laughs> I'm just a little sherson. I don't, I don't think for myself. Okay, back to the matter at hand. Uh-huh. This is serious. I'm so I'm serious. Look at how serious I am. You can see. Okay. You know, can. I bet. <laughs> Trust me. America, she's serious. <laughs> and beyond. America and the moon. Oh, wait. I guess <laughs> America, the world, and the moon. <laughs> and the moon. <laughs> so the Masonic Square, which is the square and compass that represents the tools of an architect. It has a corner ruler and a compass, which makes... Like the square, so a compass, like the kind that you would use as a weapon in fifth grade, not the kind that tells you where north is. <gasps> yes, okay. yes. So, like the tools of an architect. Architects don't necessarily uh, need to know the cardinal directions, <laughs> but they do need to know the angles. The and angles, and right? That's what it's used for, right? These are math I had to spend dorks. So long. Yeah, nerds. It's for arts too, <laughs> and like to draw um, circles. Mostly it was to stab Pablo for being a jerk in fifth grade. Oh, oh, I didn't know. You can stab, okay, listen, for the compass, you can stab with a pointy end and get in t- real trouble, or you could also stab with, like, the pencil part, which you get in less trouble. Okay, okay. Um, So my aunt's a sociopath. <laughs> um, <laughs> within that uh, square is a G because... What? The letter G is also a symbol of Freemasonry. That's great. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) is Tony, is Tony the Tiger a Freemason? Oh, no. (laughs) The Kool-Aid man used to be, and now Tony the Tiger is. We're unraveling everything here. I knew this would happen. But what does the G actually stand for? (laughs) So, okay, well, there's a couple of theories for that. Um, so not only is this the first letter of the language in which the Bible was written, which is Gimel or Gimel, but G is also the numerical three in Gimel. And the Bible has numerous references to the number three, like the Holy Ch- Trinity. Jesus died when he was 33 years old. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. All that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. I already said that, actually. That's the Holy Trinity. I'm really good at Bible stuff. I'm really good at Bible. Um, <laughs> I'm a good Bibler. <laughs> oh my god, Bible! Um, and also not three wise men. Could sorry th- that that was the one. I was like I was like oh I'm gonna riff because there was one that I was thinking of and I forgot to write it in and then I was like that I already said that one. I'm really hung up on it. Three wise men. Yes, uh-huh, that was, uh-huh. that was the Adam, one. Eve, and the snake. There's three. Okay, I could I could do this all day. Let me in, Freemasons. I'll tell you all about the threes. um and then also not as cool the g can stand for geometry or geometry is really a mean thing to us yeah i uh i really suffered in my geometry class uh i was more into algebra but don't ask me any algebraic questions right now okay i won't thank you you're welcome so next, we have the Masonic eye, which is a representation of God's eye, a reminder of the constant presence of the Lord and how he watches over us. So look at the Great Gatsby. Uh, the Eggelberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. God's eye. Do you think Fitzgerald yeah. was a Freemason? Oh my God, do you think? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, he, he could have been. I mean, he was nuts. He was nuts. <laughs> <clears throat> Next is the Masonic Star, a.k.a. the Masonic Blazing Star. Funny <laughs> Blazing. <laughs> Sorry, that was bad. <laughs> Similar to the eye, reminding Masons of the divine presence, but it also refers to a multitude of ideals such as the Star of Bethlehem or the Egyptian sun god. The star remains ever present in Masonic text and images. Wait, no, wait. Is it the is it the star that's kind of I'm trying to imagine the star of Bethlehem, how it's usually rendered. It's like kind of like the long skinny star. Not not totally Yeah, no, it is still a five-pointed star. Um, but it has like little squiggly lines coming so off. Seller squiggly. So all right, they're back I, into the good know. graces. All right, that's a point for you. Okay, so Freemasons, you got a point for squiggly and you got a point for aprons. And a point for star. Five points for your star. Ah, yeah, that'll help me remember. <laughs> Next is the Masonic altar. Oh. Oh, it's nothing big. Yeah. This is just where they kept their Bibles. Oh, and it was also where they would do communion, atonement, and of course, sacrifices. <gasps> what? No. Oh. Yes. No, because I watched a Netflix special on this and they repeated over and over and over that they do not sacrifice goats. All of the Freemasons said over and over, we don't sacrifice goats, like unprompted. Just like, oh, yeah, so this is where we don't sacrifice goats. So I believe them. They do not sacrifice goats, Stacey. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Uh, so next we have the Ark of the Covenant. Which is the biblical item that refers or that symbolizes God's promise to David, as well as His mercy to us, and His His promise or mm-hmm. covenant was that um, David and his lineage would be king of Israel. And, uh, Did he keep Israel. that com- that promise, that covenant? I know that you're the um, expert on Middle East yeah, history. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a good Bible. <laughs> you're a good um, Bible. <laughs> I'm a real good Bible. Um, that's <laughs> all so I'm going to say on that. We're going to move on. For Freemasons, the reason why Solomon's Temple was built was due to the Ark of the Covenant. Some say that they were a part of all of this. They built, um, Solomon's Temple. Okay. And that would be, so just to kind of tie this in, they love the story of Solomon's Temple, Because of the whole building thing and, like, building a temple Uh and that kind of symbolism means a lot to them. Like, everything's tied in with with their Freemasonry stuff. Yes. Um, And then, again, we have, like, a ruling aspect to it. Just throwing that. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like a Mm -hmm. a ruler. Like a ruler. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But... (laughs) And in the sense that the person rules over others. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But we did also mention rulers, so. So next, this one is really near and dear to my heart. Um, I did mention earlier, I am from St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're famous for a structure called the arch. Oh, yeah. The arch, yes. Well, the St. Louis arch. It's the gateway to the West? Yes! you Got it. The arch isn't necessarily the symbol, rather the keystone and symbolically the keystone is the stone which completes an arc and it represents fulfillment so it's kind of oh, beautiful yeah and um all those uh, all the kids that grew up here in st louis that have been to the science center we've all built an arch out of um these blocks that they have there mm-hmm. and so like it's it's supposed to be like oh how do you do it and kids figure it out and it's really fun and so um doing that and then putting that last stone in uh-huh. keystone it's always so fun because then you did it you built yeah, it you're Your a day. child you're and fulfilled. you did that you did what freemasons do and yet somehow they have to keep it a secret yeah uh we figured it out guys newsflash <laughs> yeah <laughs> try harder come to st louis we'll tell you everything <laughs> do you think there's a big freemason presence in st louis there's got to be probably I probably with the arch and then also with the Shriners because we see them a lot. And um again, I don't know if uh, uh, the Shriners, I don't know if they're necessarily national, Um, but they're they're definitely in St. Louis. And so. And you guys drink a lot of Kool-Aid. <laughs> but it's possible. It's very possible that we have actually. Oh, actually, now that you mentioned it uh-huh. has outed two Freemasons <gasps> to me. Really? Mm-hmm. He works with them. Uh-uh. What's he gonna do? You have you're like two degrees away from Buzz. <laughs> I can, I can talk about the Freemasons freely now. Oh my gosh! And you can't stop me. What are you gonna do? Uh-huh. Screw you, Masons! I don't want to piss off the Masons. <sighs> Fight me! Stop pissing off the Masons, Stacy. I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. Fight me! You're acting like one. <laughs> Fight me! I have no idea what that means, but I'm a Scorpio. Everyone thinks I'm mean and combative all the time. Fight me. <laughs> okay, so now we're gonna talk about some fashion. Ready? Yes, this is my favorite part. So we've got the Masonic cable toe, and their the, apron. The, wait, <clears throat> excuse me, the Masonic. Oh wet. my God! Oh my God, <laughs> Rachel! You know what that sounds like, Rachel? You know exactly. Get your mind out of the gutter. I said. Cable toe. Yeah. T O W. That's what I heard. Okay. Oh, oh you thought so that I thought from, it was camel toe. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. Cable toe sounds like camel okay. toe if, like, that you've got a cold. <laughs> but this couldn't be the case because they don't allow women. So that would be their symbol would have to be the moose knuckle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The table toe <laughs> represents power and strength. And uh, it's it's basically like they tie it around themselves. Uh-huh. And they're like, ooh, I'm powerful and I'm strong. So it's a rope. It's a rope, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like when you when you tow somebody. Yeah. You, know? you gotta attach them to a rope. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what that is. And then they wear their apron and stuff too. Yeah. So the aprons, Sorry. this is another thing that I saw on that. The We Don't Slaughter Goats Netflix special, and mm-hmm. some of the aprons can cost up to ten thousand dollars, and they're like custom you made, rich. and they put a bunch of their symbols, and then like what rank you are, and they end up being like this beautiful fringed quilt thing that they wear, and it's just it's just awesome. I love it. Okay, couple more. So then there is the Masonic Lamb. Which is innocence and in purity, like in the Bible, mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. and all that yeah. good stuff. Uh-huh. There's the Masonic sheaf of corn. A sheaf, okay. Yes, sheaf. Back in the day, it used to be a symbol of wealth and earnings, but modern Freemasons connect this to charity and dedication. Is there a sheaf of corn brib? Do you know what I'm talking about? The corn brib? <laughs> I can't. Oh God. <laughs> Sure, whatever you want, (laughs) (laughs) Rachel. The last uh, symbol I'm going to talk about is the blue slipper, which for some reason means confirmation of a verbal contract. Have you seen this blue slipper? I mean, kind of. I mean, I'm wondering if it's the slipper like what we used to call a woman's shoe. I guess I'm thinking uh, Cinderella. We think of that as a glass slipper. Or is it a slipper, like oh, I got the dogs are barking at three in the morning. I've got to put on this this blue slipper, and it kind of looks like both. Actually, okay. I mean, huh. it's um, some of them have have them on cowboy boots. Which oh fun. wow! <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh like nowadays it looks more like a pin, but I think it's probably a little bit closer to like a woman's shoe type of thing, which again is funny, but. Also sometimes it kind of looks like a, you know, dogs bark and gotta put my slippers on. Oh, okay. So it's it's kinda hard to say. I mean, like, if you look it up, um it it's 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 kinda hard to tell. I mean like it varies. So again, because things are so secretive, it's hard to really tell. Um, all right. Uh they, they do win a point for fashion. I'm gonna give 'em yeah. I'm gonna give 'em this uh the apron and I and the slipper is is nice as well. There's some that look like Converse. <laughs> Well, good. Well, I'm glad that um, you're giving them a point because now we're going to talk about Satan and the occult. Okay. All right. I'm ready for this. So originally, Freemasons were a Protestant organization that even sometimes directly challenged the Roman Catholic Church. As time went on, they boasted that they had accepted Jewish people before it was cool. And they made it clear that they were open to all religions. However, it is said that Freemasons must believe in a higher power. Remember I mentioned that earlier? Yes. That? It's just not, spe- it's just not specified as to which higher powers are acceptable. So, uh, part of the reason why they didn't specify as to which higher power was acceptable, uh, was because the Freemasons do not discuss religion mm-hmm, in their mm-hmm. meetings. But also it could be that the higher power that they worship is Satan. <laughs> oh dear. But listen. Okay. <laughs> we've all dabbled in the occult every once Who in a hasn't? while. And we've all done, yeah, we've all done things the Vatican disapproves of. Yeah, I'm doing that right now. Right. I, I do yoga on <laughs> Ouija blankets. We've all done things that I can disapprove of. And, um, so Freemasons just by existing because In the 1700s, the Catholic Church prohibited Freemason membership with the papal ban of the Freemasons. Wait, in what what year? It was in the 1700s. So early on. So they. okay. so why would why would the Catholic Church ban membership into just like, oh, all we do is build things like we're just architects? That's a a good question. Thank you. You know, I was thinking the same thing. Maybe. Is it because they're all devil worshippers? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. That could be likely. W- that could be it. Yeah. There are mentions of their own god called the great architect of the universe <gasps> or Ga Ge- Goat. Geotu. Goat. How do you want to say it? Goat? Goat. Almost. I don't know. Goat you. Goat. I went to goat university. <laughs> 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 but uh this this uh goat god okay, sorry, that's not true. <laughs> so Geotu... Uh, could be in direct contradiction to the Christian God, which is blasphemous and occultist, fundamentally, because if you're not worshipping the Christian God, then you're part of the occult. Oh, okay. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> if you're worshipping anything else. Uh, furthermore, their secret rituals have caused concerns on numerous occasions. Let's get into this. For example, in 2004, a new member ritual in a New York lodge ended in a fatal shooting that was considered... Accidental. How do you accidentally shoot somebody in your lodge? Well, I'll tell you. (laughs) The original plan for the ritual was to put the new member on one end of a wooden plank and have another member shoot blanks at him. (laughs) Other members would stand behind the newbie and knock out vases that were behind him to trick him into thinking they intended to and succeeded in shooting the vases. However, on this night, The person chosen to shoot the blanks was a 76-year-old veteran. Okay, literally shooting blank bullets. Not, okay. So, obviously, carrying a loaded gun and a, like, prop gun, the wrong gun was fired, and the new member, 47-year-old William James, was killed. Ide was charged with manslaughter and was released on a $2,500 bail. Small price to pay for a man's life, huh? Yeah, that's horrible. Right. So why would a ritual involve so many opportunities for fatal accidents? Or was it not an accident at all? Clearly not. Maybe James was unwilling to cooperate, or perhaps he had threatened to talk. It's possible that the Masons had gotten away with murder. Murder, murder, murder. Was this at the ritual altar? Oh my god, it probably was! Again, it's secretive. Like, and it, it's, it's funny because, like, they had to be secretive about it, but then, like, he had Yeah, to, like, at some point, when there's murder, you can't be totally secretive anymore. But it was it was manslaughter, technically. Oh, right. Even so, there would be an investigation. I mean, that was just how we know about it. Right. And that's, that's the only way that that's um, corroborated, is because that's the story that everybody told. But... A fraternity of people could come up with a story, especially beforehand, uh-huh. and then say, oh, this is why he both had a prop and a real gun. He just, he's, he's a veteran. Don't you feel sorry for this old man that has fought for our country? It's, yeah, I mean, it's smart. If if you wanted to plan a murder. Yeah, I'm just saying, I am just saying. Kind of coincidental mm-hmm. so many yeah there's way too many opportunities for it to go wrong there's way too many opportunities to cover it up and to get away with things mm-hmm. and again who knows if anybody in the justice system was also afraid of these i'm i bet there were so many again small price to pay for a man's life mm-hmm. 47 years old shot in a ritual now let's go back even further and see if they have gotten away with taking over an entire nation. They have... Spoiler alert! Sorry, I couldn't keep it in. I had to tell you (laughs) guys. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? It's us! It's the U.S. It's the U.S. Oh. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) There is absolutely no secret that the Freemasons were heavily involved in the founding of the United States. In fact... The following list of notable members was taken verbatim from the Grand Lodge of Maryland's website. 14 presidents of the United States, 35 United States Supreme Court justices, <laughs> 17 United States senators, 32 United States military leaders, <laughs> and 13 signers of the Constitution. Yeah, that piece of paper that everybody still talks that, about. Oh, that little thing? That little thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's still upheld today, and it is considered a foundational document of the United States, and 13 people had signed it. That's a that's a high percentage, I think. I honestly yeah. don't remember how many people signed the Constitution. What's but I know 13 sounds like a lot of, like, a big percentage. I want to say that's like, 71%. 39 people. Oh. That's so it's a that's third. That's like a third, isn't it? Yeah, that's still quite a bit. Yeah, so <laughs> according to the Grand Lodge of British Columbia and Yukon, a group of Freemasons would meet at a place called the Green Dragon. It was somewhat of a community center, and it was it has a tavern on the main floor. Aside from the Freemasons, Revolutionists often met there as well. One particular night, a sign was placed on the door that said "Lodge closed on account of few members present." Hmm. That night, the note was left, also happened to be the same night as the Boston Tea Party. So we know revolutionists were there. We know Freemasons were there. And the night of the Boston Tea Party, there weren't enough Freemasons in attendance. I mean, there's a reason you haven't seen a room full of Freemasons at the same time you've seen a room full of Boston Tea Party goers. (laughs) Mostly because they're all dead. But... It is difficult to prove the influence the Masons may have had on the American Revolution, but there are definitely Masonic symbols prominently displayed in Washington DC post revolution. For example, a Masonic temple near the White House. <gasps> the National Mall is shaped like a Masonic temple. Like from an aerial view? Yes. If you're a look above it, mm-hmm. and then like imagine like, oh, that's where the that's where this meeting is held, that's the lobby, that's the uh, the it's all laid out the exact same way. So the city planner, the Washington, D.C. city planner, was probably a Freemason. Oh, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> well, but George Washington Don't. was also a Freemason, right? You already said that. Yes, he was. Yeah. I did say that, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Well, funny. Although, who... Ah! <laughs> Wait, uh, the White House the wasn't Washington... for a while later. Sorry, go on. Okay. The, wa- the Washington Monument is an obelisk. <laughs> so that's the... Uh... <laughs> I know what you're thinking. But <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we know what the Washington Monument is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's where the uh, the Egyptian um stuff comes in. Then a cornerstone of the White House went missing the day after it was built. Someone just took a cornerstone. A cornerstone, yes. It's it's gone. People have like tried to look for it, and nobody's been able to find it. And they just like replaced it. So, like, some people have said, oh, maybe they put a secret message in that cornerstone, or they, like, etched something into the brick or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and then, like, the next day, they're like, Jerry, why did you do that? Come <laughs> <laughs> on, Jerry. Brick <laughs> Jerry. Jerry, not again. Oh, we always does say? this. We are a secret society. <laughs> you can't leave these clues. <laughs> Damn it, Jerry. <laughs> So then he so, just went and like took it out, just took the stone, and then they're like Jerry, that's not. Now everybody knows. Where are going to question it? <laughs> God damn it, Jerry! You're supposed to replace the brick. You're a mason. Come on, yeah. come on. <gasps> and then he got kicked out, and then Jerry became the coolie man. man. <laughs> God, this is dumb. But really, uh, the the keystone to the my, my oh. argument, you will, <laughs> is that a pentagram <gasps> made by surrounding streets points to the White House. <gasps> Pentagrams are occultist and evil, and what? Yes, you, they are. So if we look at an, an aerial view of the White House, around it the streets form a penta, penta, Yes, so, gra- gram, so pentagram. Yes, yeah, so. Connecticut Avenue and Vermont... Pentagram. (laughs) Connecticut Avenue and Vermont Avenue are those streets that point to the White House. So, like, if you look there and you, like, zoom out, that's where you'll start to see the star, like, the pentagram star. See, I want to go back and, like, kind of look around and look for clues. Don't you want to? Oh, my God, I would totally do that. Everybody would be like... Uh Ma'am, this is a matter of national security. You cannot just walk around freely in these buildings. I'd be like, no, Jerry, I can. <laughs> you know the code. Do you know the code? <laughs> I know the code. Yeah, do you? Let's have a secret handshake, huh? Yeah. Sure, Ready? Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> elaborate. No! Oh I'm doing it. Hey. Nobody can see it. That's why I'm allowed to do it. <laughs> So in terms of conspiracy theories, we barely scratched the surface with Freemasons. However, it's crucial to learn their history before learning the other conspiracies that branch from the existence of the Freemasons. These viewpoints of the Freemasons being influencers for the American Revolution and occultists are the building blocks, if you will, to the world of conspiracy theories in general, not necessarily relating to the Freemasons directly, because they are going to be all of this podcast. They are everywhere. Seriously. I mean, I, I think they're so ubiquitous. There might even be some secret members that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Don't you say, yeah. Official? yeah. Well, 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 what should tell us about it. Okay. With my brilliant segue. That was a really good segue. So before I start and tell you about um a specific Freemason member, Stacy, I would like to share some good news with you. Okay. Buzz Aldrin is alive. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Yay. Good, so he can just email us and I don't have to worry about any demons coming yeah. in my apartment. Yeah. Oh, god. that's good. I was really worried for a second. <laughs> so, the Freemasons, as we know, they have a shit ton of famous members Beyond Buzz oh, Aldrin. Yeah. And a lot of them have lived up to the Masonic ideals of charity and community. And of course, there are some members they try to distance themselves from that we somehow, the public somehow found out that they were members. And then the Masons are just like, what? What? We don't know. Who's Jerry? Oh, oh what? <laughs> Jerry? <laughs> Jerry, of all people, no. One is a, a gentleman named Michael Maybrick, who was a famous 19th century English composer who went on to become a magistrate and mayor of a small English town. Stacey, doesn't that sound delightful? Oh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't like... Composers and magistrates yeah, and such and small English towns. So why yes. did the Brotherhood try to hide their associations with him? I don't know. Why? why are records of him buried, and why is he hardly mentioned in the books and essays published by people known to be his good friends? Why? Well, it'll make a little more sense if I refer to Mister Maybrick by the name he used to sign his letters. Okay. Jack the Ripper. <gasps> No. (laughs) oh my god oh no okay 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 i really okay i can't wait i really can't wait this is i was not i did not see that coming i'm I'm gonna tell you okay Okay. (laughs) tell me tell me all about this i will try to keep my outbursts to a minimum so i'm gonna start by i will assume that mostly everyone knows who jack the ripper is but just in case it's been a while here's a refresher (laughs) he was a killer who did most of his murdering in 1888 in the East End of London. A misogynistic asshole, Jack killed mostly sex workers. He was sensationalized in the media, both because of the horrible nature of the murders. He's called Jack the Ripper, not Jack the Lightly Stabber. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish I was lightly stabbed, just but still. I got ripped. <laughs> yeah, oh, whoops. No. <laughs> And because he had this penchant for writing letters to the newspapers. Some people who want to ignore the truth claim that the letters weren't really written by him, but we know the truth. Well, why would there be letters signed by him if they weren't? If it wasn't him? him, yeah. People's fascination with him continues for the same reasons because of this penchant for writing letters, and also because the murder stopped suddenly and he was never caught. Why do you think he was never caught? Maybe he died, or maybe the Freemasons covered for him. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> oh, I was just kind of hoping that like he accidentally ripped himself. That would be nice, or like oh. like he fell, fell on his knife. Oh shit! Oh no! I can't stop! I'm ripping! I'm ripping! <laughs> oh, <laughs> stop it, hands! <Hems. laughs> <laughs> I just had that horrible vision. You know how did did your brother ever do this to you when he was stronger Uh-oh. than you? Grab not not stab <laughs> you to death, make you hit yourself. And oh, step yeah. <laughs> yourself, step <near> yourself. yes. <laughs> so I'm just imagining like someone doing that. <gasps> a sex worker doing that to Jack the Ripper, or, uh, the poet, like stabbing yeah, yourself. I love <laughs> <of laughs> that. She's uh, just standing on the side, pointing and laughing. <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> this is oh wait it was in england <laughs> dummy <laughs> <laughs> yeah this has been horrible british accents with stacy <laughs> <laughs> oh and trust me there's going to be more <gasps> listeners because i'm going to make her act in a play. yes i will i am so on board for this i love attention <laughs> good <laughs> So before we start with that, I want to let you know that much of the information I got was from a really great interview Robert Chalmers did for GQ magazine, which is Gentlemen's Quarterly, but you can read it if you're a woman. But he interviewed Bruce Robinson, and the interview was called How One Man Revealed Jack the Ripper's Identity, the full story. Bruce Robinson is the author of a book called They All Love Jack, and uh, it's about Jack the Ripper. Um, I don't think anybody loves him. <laughs> they all love jack. Oh. Um well, and it's you know, but he is Jack the Ripper is totally like people are fascinated by him and you know with with our obsession with true crime, he's in the embedded in the culture. True. Robinson spent 12 years writing and researching what ended up being a 750-page tome where he lays out the evidence for one, Jack the Ripper being a freemason. And then two, being specifically this Michael Maybrick guy. So let's start with how we know that the murderer was a Freemason. Okay. The aha moment for a lot of sleuths, the keystone, if you will, oh, uh, okay. is what's known as the Goulston Street Graffito. This was near the site of the double murders of Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes, known as the Whitechapel Murders. So while searching for evidence, an officer discovered... A bloody apron in a stairwell of a nearby tenement. I'm I'm sold already. Yeah, because you know how gaga for aprons our boys the Freemasons are. Right, and like who else wears aprons like that? (laughs) Right, well it wasn't a Freemason apron, but it was an apron. Oh, well. Above this apron, written in chalk, was the phrase, The Jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing. But here's the thing. Jews is spelled J-U-W-E-S. So, Wait. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. But okay. So while ostensibly the bit of graffito could be an anti-Semitic message, uh, the previous accused and then exonerated man, the person accused of being Jack the Ripper, was Jewish. And there had been a lot of anti-Semitic uh, demonstrations and attacks and, and bullshit as a result of that. Mm. But because it's spelled like this, it points directly to Freemasons. How? Because the Freemasons, the rituals, so we talked a little bit about the rituals, but a lot of them are basically like skits. Okay. Mm -hmm. So obviously the theater major in me is, again, kind of loving the whole Freemason aesthetic. Okay, we're going to go in and do some plays together. Come on. Hooray. Let me play. Story time. So one of these stories stars three bad guys. Jubela, Jubelo, and Jubelum. And according to legend, they are big jerks who are responsible for killing the Grandmaster Hiram Abif. And they're known collectively as the Jews, the J-U-W-E-S <gasps> Jews. And I just realized, too, that our, um, our made-up Freemason is named Jerry. So we just happened to, <laughs> he could possibly be in this, too. Not made up, our <laughs> our fact our fact checks yes. our peer-reviewed yes. Freemason. <laughs> so back at this time, remember there has been Graffito discovered, talking about the Jews written in chalk. So it's three in the morning, and the dude investigating the scene sees the bloody apron and the Graffito, and he goes... <gasps> and he like gasps so hard that i'm assuming he completely chokes on his spit and he calls the commissioner a sir charles warren and okay. i'm going to give you your lines i'll put it in chat oh, okay okay <clears throat> um i want okay. you to gasp in cockney this is all in cockney okay, okay? um and then you call me i'll be the um I'll be the commissioner. So you're you have just discovered this bloody apron. You're Cockney and you're calling me the commissioner. OK. OK. okay. I'm ready. I'm gonna, we're setting this up. OK. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's late, but bloody hell, you need to come look at this. Bloody hell. Righto. Indeed I do. I don't know. I cannot do accents. I don't know if you know this about me, but you know this about me now. Oh, you think I can? I thought that was amazing. <laughs> All the British people that listen someday are going to be like, I hate these two. I hate them so much. I know. I know. I'm sorry, British people. When we won the war. Get over it. <laughs> oh, whoa, snap. <laughs> That's just like my favorite oh. thing to say because it's just so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> do i get to say anything else in cockney me? i mean i don't have another piece of the script but you certainly can By hell. okay <laughs> yeah so the commissioner he runs over he rushes out of bed it's freezing cold it's three in the morning it's dark outside i'm sure he's wearing like those pajamas and that like hat like Ebenezer oh, yeah. scrooge i don't know my in my mind he's ebenezer scrooge Definitely. And he gets to the crime scene, and he's breathing hard, and he's like, show me the bloody graffito. I don't know why I rolled my R there. I guess he's Scottish. Uh, sh- Anyways, and the officer, that's you, he raises a shaking finger, and he points to the chalk scrawled along the wall. <laughs> Does he say anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh it's it- <laughs> No. Look, it's anti-Semitic, I didn't. <laughs> it's anti-Semitic, it is. Think I was bad, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Commissioner so, Charles Warren is like, I, 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 I am looking. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. He... He looks at what his officer has so calmly, collectedly shown him, and Commissioner Charles Warren fucking erases it. Okay, wait, hang on, <laughs> hang on. So so the the commissioner, the police yes. guy, the police guy the head, in yeah. charge is uh-huh, like, uh-huh. let's get rid of evidence. Yes. Huh. Without even asking. He just he just is like so the the cockney guy is like, "Hey, you like look at how they spell Jesus, anti-Semitic." And then the commissioner just like casually just like starts erasing it. So what can you guess about Sir Charles? He's Warren? an ally for the Jewish people. Uh, <laughs> oh, shoot. He is a fucking third degree Freemason. Oh no! <laughs> I didn't see that coming in this episode about Freemasons. <laughs> Blindsided you (laughs) So just in this night We have Graffiti On a street That starts with The letter G Noting This is not where The murder took place Neither of the women Were murdered On a street That starts with G One was murdered In a square Next door (gasps) Wait, wait. <laughs> uh, that hurts right there. I shouldn't do that anymore. It's hard to gasp and. <laughs> it really is. How do they do it? I don't know. They're strong. <laughs> um, and another was in like a nearby tenement. So this was mo- this was near it, but not on a street that started with G. So they move a bloody apron. They move it to this place that starts with a G. Mm-hmm. They reference a Masonic ritual on, you know, the little note above it. And then they destroy evidence. So this was enough to have people look more deeply into the Freemasons' connection to Jack the Ripper. So here's just kind of a bullet point list of supporting evidence for Jack the Ripper being a Freemason. Okay, He left crime scenes that mimicked Masonic rituals. So, of course, like, because the rituals are so secret, we have to kind of take people's words for it and put things together. But... We do know that uh, they were really in to Ezekiel. Do you know who Ezekiel is? Good old it Zeke. sounds biblical. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a old, he's got a, his own book in the Old Testament. His own book. Good for you, buddy. I'm real good at Bibles. <laughs> you are. You're the best Bibler. Ezekiel is a biblical figure who's revered by the Freemasons, particularly for his prophetic vision of rebuilding the temple. In his book of the Bible, when... So remember, this is Old Testament. So this is when God was a super jerk. Ezekiel uses an analogy, yeah, way back then, to foretell the destruction of Jerusalem. And this analogy is he compares Jerusalem to sex workers, who, Uh if you think get a bad rap today, you can only imagine how they were seen back in Old Testament times. Uh So in this story the destruction of the temple of Jerusalem was depicted through the destruction of a sex worker. Mm. So with the sex workers being like totally destroyed like this, it causes people to like make this connection to easy heel, like non Freemasons. Yeah. Um, also his, the bodies of his victims were left mutilated in ways that evoked Masonic symbolism. And I don't have details on this, but uh, there one example given was from a murder that isn't part of the, f- there's basically five that most people agree was, were done by the same person. But this example is from like an outlier that people are iffy about, but his, and he was a little boy, um, his legs were removed and placed on his torso as a replica of a Knights Templar symbol. We haven't gotten into it yet, but the Knights Templar are buddy-buddy with Freemasons. You know, like Freemasons. Yeah. Have their- we haven't gotten into it yet because this is episode one. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we also, you and I, on our own, have not gotten into it either. Correct. Yes. That I remember. Uh, and then in some instances, the women's faces were also disfigured in a way that resembled Masonic symbols. That's horrible. This is a terrible. I don't really have anything funny to say. No. So let's move on. Maybe I'll do another Cockney accent later. Okay. It's okay, Lighten guys. The mood. We'll get through it. Uh, we can conclude that Jack the Ripper was not only living out Masonic rituals during his murders, he was also leaving them as messages to his brethren. Many members of law enforcement and the justice system were Freemasons, as I'm sure now, so they would have immediately recognized these symbols and done anything they could to protect their brother. While most of them probably didn't know exactly which of their bros was this particular psychopath, they knew it was one of their bros. Wow. So I wonder why, like, he would do that. Like, why would he leave the clues, I guess, to intentionally not get caught? But, like, why would he kind of put a bad name on on Freemason? Because he knew by doing that the fucking commissioner would come up and erase the evidence or destroy the evidence or hide it. It was just like... Okay. So, like, your theory posits that he's not vindictive against the Freemasons. He's not trying to make a statement to them. He's just saying like I I got killing hands and I gotta kill and you gotta let me off on it. Yeah, these bricklaying hands are also in knife and hands. So Ha <laughs> Bricklaying and murder <laughs> That's mean. what these hands are doing. These hands are made for murder. Match <laughs> just what the hell <laughs> Yeah. One of these days, these hands are going to lay a brick on the <laughs> oh, <laughs> That was so good. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. See, I know how to lighten the moon. Yeah, you did it. You did it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the whole point was basically just leaving signals to say, like, hey, hey, all my Freemasons in law enforcement, make sure this doesn't get back to me. So they figured it was one of their brothers, but who would have suspected that it was their grand organist, Michael Maybrick? Not the grand organist. Oh no, organist. <gasps> oh god. Organ. Yeah, pun. Why is he so upset? It makes too much. Does make too much? Actually, sense. These, a little too much. These dots are a little too easy to connect. <laughs> <laughs> you normally think of organists as being. Pretty easygoing. I don't know. But that's, that's because most organists aren't total psychopaths like Michael Maybrick. True. People who know a lot about Jack the Ripper might have found the name Michael Maybrick familiar. And that's because one of the main suspects of the Jack the Ripper identity is a guy named James Maybrick, who is Michael's brother. Oh. So on all the connection. lists of people who are like, we think Jack the Ripper is this. James Maybrick is high on the list. So, I mentioned earlier that Michael was a composer, but I want uh-huh. you to think of him as more like a pop star. Okay, so okay, okay, I can do that. Thank you. So he he wrote Anything The most successful single of the 19th century. But when I say a single, it's like a he he. It went platinum. He sold over a million copies of sheet music. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah so because when you wanted to listen to a song you went and bought the sheet music and yeah like played it on your oboe or whatever oh could you imagine if you had to buy the sheet music to like baby one more time <laughs> there's a really great cover of that song though on like the piano that's really beautiful a dude sings it oh that's really delightful cool. yeah <laughs> free britney okay um <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm, uh, a Britney fan and I was not back in the nineties when she first came out, but I've been turned. It took a while, but I'm there now. She got me. <laughs> she got you. Uh, but back to Michael Maybrick. like Britney, he toured, he went on tour. And so this is how Robinson, this person who put me on to this theory, first made the connection. Mm -hmm. Robinson traced all the places where Maybrick toured, and he was able to match those places with the sites of other murders purportedly made by Jack the Ripper and from where uh, letters were sent from Jack the Ripper. Uh So he kind of followed it. and He's like, oh, this letter was sent from here and Michael Maybrick happened to be there. Or like, oh, this murder that had a lot in common with Jack the Ripper, but... Maybe it wasn't a sex worker or maybe it was, like, something different about it. But Michael Maybrick was there. So it's not proof, right? Maybe it was one of Maybrick's roadies or an organist groupie. (laughs) Also, like, if you're going, you know, city to city and then there's, like, similar murders, that's never a good sign. Just got to say, if Britney Spears was touring and there was, like, a, a, a gruesome murder in every city where she toured. I mean, uh-huh. then maybe the uh, Free Britney movement wouldn't exist. And she'd be like, oops, I did it again. That was such low-hanging fruit. <laughs> How did I miss that one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining, like, uh, Britney's albums on the organ. And I think that would be good. Okay. Uh, call out to all organists that are not psychopaths. Can you do a cover of any Britney Spears? <laughs> please, thank you. See, I feel like that's a very narrow Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. <laughs> so there is a final piece of evidence that will clear everything up. Um, but let me give you some background first on Michael right. Maybrick. Okay, he was interested in a woman named Florence. And the machine? No, just Florence. Oh, just Florence. <laughs> Italy? Uh, no, just Florence. Oh, I actually okay. don't know okay. her last name. Maybrick. Okay. It ends up being Maybrick, but not because well, yeah. of not because of him. <gasps> oh no. She was he was interested in her. <sighs> okay. I'm I'm also leaving some parts out just because it makes things complicated. And so I'm just moving on, but if you're following up on this and doing research and like you I know, I know, I just left it out. Okay, you guys. God, give me a break. <laughs> Already <laughs> so combative to an audience that has yet to exist. <laughs> I mean, I'm an Aries. Oh, for real? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> I guess we're both fighters. Oh, sorry, we guys. We are. <laughs> and I'm a goat, so a goat and a... Or a ram. I guess I'm a male... What the fuck is a ram? Is a ram a male sheep? What's a ram? I'm a ram, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think... Yeah, I think it's a male sheep. <gasps> I can't believe. But I'm also just like, uh, are, are they just sheep and sheep and rams and rams? Oh, God damn it. Okay. I would like everyone to know that I really am not an idiot. Like there are just, there's, I have holes. I have holes in my knowledge base. And uh, some of those have to do with farm animals. Oh, so when you're put on the spot, it's like, uh, um, uh, 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 like you forget your own name. I've done that before. Like literally people are like, what's your name? And I like, I, I was like, I planned the conversation in advance, and in my head and they and don't follow the script and then I'm like I, I, uh, uh. I once introduced myself as my sister's name because my mom would always, not Kathy not your mom, my I know, I know <laughs> because my mom would always call me my name was Sarah Rachel rather and so like mm-hmm. I once introduced myself, hi my name's Sarah nope. it's Rachel <laughs> I was uh, Kat Stace, Fred, Sam whatever your name is <laughs> You only have one brother. Why did no, this... my dad would say... My dad would say, Cass, face, Fred, Sam, What are we doing this? Who's Fred? It, it was just how he would finish it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it just, would, I see. Oh, okay. <laughs> they do look a whole lot like my mother and... And like Fred. Yeah. yeah. So, back to Michael Maybrick. Florence, not the machine, just not Italy, just regular old Florence. Okay. He was interested in her, but she, for some reason, was like... I'm not so into crazy organists, uh, but I am interested in organist brothers. And so she, that's a type. Yeah. (laughs) So she married his brother, James, James Maybrick. They had five children. And then one day James turned up dead, poisoned. They say with arsenic, a woman's manner of murder. (gasps) <gasps> okay, we'll get back to that in a okay, second. Okay, uh-huh. I had a realization. Mm-hmm. May- Brick? Brick! Oh, my God! Oh! I didn't even notice that! May-brick? Lay-brick? Uh- oh! oh, my God. Okay, okay. Makes too much sense! Oh! <laughs> oh, my gosh! Makes way too much sense! I am sold. So, anyway... Arsenic is a woman's mode of killing. I would agree with that. That's how I do all of my murders. Yes, with arsenic specifically or various poisons? Uh, uh, just arsenic, it's oh. a woman's way. It's, class- it's classic. I'm feminine and classy. I only use arsenic <laughs> for my murders. <laughs> so, in what was later described as one of the most corrupt trials in English history, Florence was convicted of murder and sentenced to death though the case against her was flimsy. And James was known to have been taking arsenic on his own for health reasons because they thought it was medicinal back then. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you got to take some, um, I'm prescribing you three cc's of arsenic and two leeches a day. Yeah, pretty much. And so here's the weird thing too. So how they convicted Florence was because there was arsenic, like they found traces of arsenic in her area, like her fucking, you know, place where you sit down and look at yourself in the mirror. What are this called? The vanity. Van- like yeah. in her Yeah. It was like her area. Oh. Her area. No, no, not not her cable toe. But just like where she was. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> But because back then their makeup had arsenic in it, uh, it was just a thing. And so and it, the trace amounts, and there was also one of the things that was hidden in this corrupt trial were was the correspondences that James had with his doctor saying, I think you're overprescribing this arsenic. I don't feel great all of the time. But even, so they didn't, they hid that. So this didn't make it to trial. And they convicted her based on her, the arsenic found in her makeup, which everybody had, but that it was like, that's what (laughs) we got it to stick. So. So weird. It's so like (sighs) misogyny is just really pissing me off lately. And. (laughs) (laughs) Misogyny is just really pissing me off lately. And it's like, I can't get away from it. And. Knowing just, like, this is fucking, you know, 1888 and it was still this bullshit, like, we're going to pin it on the woman for all of these things. Like, the fact that she even has to wear makeup anyway with arsenic in it to hold up to beauty standards and then they Mm -hmm. use that against her for... She spent 14 years in prison for a crime that she didn't commit because some fucking brotherhood was like, we oh, we have to protect our guy. I hate this. Even too, like... (laughs) I don't know what kind of makeup they were wearing. It sounds like some kind of powder. But, mm. like, how are you supposed to get somebody to ingest enough makeup? <laughs> I feel like we need to write this uh, and send it on to Lauren Michaels. <laughs> You're trying getting your get... husband to, like, make out with you hard enough to get poison from your arsenic makeup. <laughs> You're trying to convince Oof. him, like, oh, one of my fetishes is for you to lick my eyeball. <laughs> And then, or not your eyeball, but, like, my eyelid. And then that's where all <laughs> your like, arsenic makeup <laughs> is. <laughs> 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 oh, no. It like my pills. That's weird. <laughs> okay, so, um, our arsenic in the makeup, she gets 14 years in prison. So, back to her trial. And the reason why it was so corrupt is the judge, the chief counsel to the crown, and the person supposedly defending Florence were Freemasons. So evidence and witnesses were overlooked. No. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Because it was later that exonerating evidence was eventually submitted to the court. And that's how she was cleared 14 years later. But it wasn't at the time of, of the uh, trial. Oh, my God. Do you know what evidence it was? It was the, the correspondence with, the, with uh, James and his doctor was part of it oh okay okay Uh so they're like oh yeah which they had it before and they just ignored it yeah there's more we Mm. should we should read the book it should be our book club book okay so let's see what we can glean from this story let's see what what conclusions we can draw okay michael maybrick scorned by a woman who is not well known for her fidelity by the way took his psychopathic and misogynistic wrath out on innocent sex workers using them as surrogates for the woman he actually wanted to kill, Florence. So they were like stand-ins. Okay. Then he killed his own brother, James, for marrying the woman he was after and asked help from the Freemasons to frame Florence, who he was still real mad at, for the murder, thus exacting revenge dick. on both of them. Some... <sighs> May dick. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> How come I never saw any of these? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the dick puns and I missed it. Continue. Okay. Okay. Some speculate that he told the Freemasons his brother was Jack the Ripper and Florence was in on it, thus convincing them to agree to help him uh, murder him and send Florence to jail as a way to like to get justice in their own mm. way. And that's why in this theory why all the lists of, oh, who is Jack the Ripper, James Maybrick is up there, because Michael spread that and was like, let's get him. Let's get him on the list. Oh, okay, a little gossip. Mm -hmm. So knowing Jack the Ripper's penchant for letters, it makes sense that this theory would hinge on a letter sent to a journalist in 1892. So I'm just going ahead in time a little bit. Four years after the Last Ripper murder and three years after the death of James Maybrick. Okay. This gets a little bit bit involved. I'm ready for it, though. I'm here. I'm listening. Okay. I've got more dick puns (laughs) in my belt. (laughs) The letter is from a Dutchman who called himself Moreau Messina Berthrad Newberg. Hang on to that in your brain easy in the letter (laughs) he claims that he was he has just buried his friend a mr wilson who on his deathbed had confessed to murdering in conspiracy with a servant woman one james maybrick the dutchman also asked that his letter be forwarded to the barrister so already we've got some kind of similarities because jack was always like Read me. Make sure all the cops read me. Like, I need attention. Oh, give me attention. (laughs) (laughs) I'd start a podcast if that was available. Yeah, I can't start a podcast, so I'm just going to start murdering people. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) Asshole. Fucking organist. Dummy. (laughs) There were many similarities in this letter to other correspondences of Jack the Ripper, who loved taunting journalists and law enforcement officers. So Robinson noted other oddities, too. The biggest one, being that there wasn't a record of a Dutch man named Moreau Messina Berthrad Newberg. He didn't exist. Okay. So, you had, like, just, this is just weird. You don't exist. Why would you make up that name and call your friend, okay. who is a purported murderer? You're you're saying, like, hey, my friend confessed this to me. He's the star of your story, and his name's Mr. Wilson? <laughs> And your name is Moreau Messina Newbar Newberg? Like, why? This doesn't make sense. I, I'm not following either. It was to send a message. Aside from the letter. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. To send a message right. within a message. It's a message. It's a hidden message. Okay. A, it's okay. a read between the lines. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. It. It's a subtext. Let's see what was there to say. It's an anagram message, Stacey. No, He went all Hester Moffat on us. He used be oh, anagram no. to confess his crimes because Moreau Messina Bertrand Newberg can be rearranged to read I Began a Brute Mason Murderer. Ha. The H-A, the ha is part of it. Ha. Yeah, like ha. Like, okay, say ha in Cockney. Ha. <laughs> 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 that's real guttural. It just came, came out of me. <laughs> it felt like I got punched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Cockney, when you speak Cockney, it does kind of sound like you're getting punched in the stomach. Right that's, true, that's true. It's <laughs> true. Apologies to all Cockney people. We love you. Love you so much. <laughs> so, what's important about this, noting that it does ha ha ha. ha Michael Maybrick always scrawled, ha, on his envelope. Oh my god. So that letter came later from, you know, this person and then mm-hmm. I began a Michael. Uh, I began a Brute Mason murderer and then ha. So that's the connection to Michael Maybrick and to the Masons. Maybrick was a Mason. So you might have to make a lot of leaps of logic to arrive at this conclusion. We are adept at that though. I'm not making a single leap. Everything makes perfect sense you're just just, you're stepping along this is like a perfectly brick brick road (laughs) the Freemasons were a powerful group with members in every corner of the law in order to protect their brethren and also to distance themselves from any association with a psychopathic douchebag they destroyed evidence they blocked witnesses they framed innocent people and they withheld the truth thus resulting in the most famous unsolved mystery of all time i have now successfully proven to you that Jack the Ripper was a Freemason? I mean, you successfully proved it to me, like, from the apron. (laughs) You had me at the apron. You had me at (laughs) the (laughs) apron. I mean, damn! Well, good job. That was a good good little deep dive into Freemasonry, and I love it. So it is interesting to think about, I, I mean, that's 1888. That's hundreds a hundred and fifty ish years after they were first kind of established and then just the growth and like the way that I guess it was still in that area, but um how they have already had so many people in so many levels of society and of law enforcement. Right. You know, and how like this this pop star got away with murder and hit him baby one more time. Yeah. One more time. Brick so me baby one did you already make that joke? <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't try and credit that to me. Break <laughs> me, baby. <laughs> Brittany, are you okay? <laughs> leave her alone. Brittany. Brittany alone. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, <"I'm> a human <laughs> being. Oh my goodness, that was so good. It really gives a lot to think about. And it's like, I mean, it's still unsolved, which is really frustrating. Mm-hmm. And um, What do you mean it's still unsolved? I just solved it like contemporarily it's still <laughs> unsolved because but like they technically have to say it's unsolved because like they don't have the evidence right i mean there's nothing to like th- they got rid of of the the evidence it, everything else is just technically circumstantial mm-hmm. because if it was all there at the time and then the the freaking police commissioner was getting rid of it you uh-huh. don't have the rest of the evidence nope. it was there yeah it was it was but not anymore that's, not no more that's the rub and I'm pissed about it. It's horrible. I I, I I'm not going I'm not getting over this anytime soon. Yep, nope, the Freemasons just lost a lot of points. <laughs> <laughs> but I I mean it's just it, it it's a weird thing to think about, but the good news is this is all hundred percent real. And one hundred percent fake believe. This podcast was brought to you by a couple of Super professional professionals. We're always searching for the truth. Help others in their search for the truth by liking and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. If you are feeling kind, you can leave us a rating as well. If you're not feeling kind, just keep your mouth shut. Looking for us on the interweb? We're there. Find us at fake believe podcast.